Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome to Permission to Think. I'm Edwin Rustrian, and I'm glad you're joining me today. Thank you to all of you who week after week tune in to Permission to Think. My desire is to push our thinking, encourage you, and remind you that there's always hope, regardless how bad things get. I hope this podcast has blessed you and added value to your life. I'm excited to announce that my book, Letters to My Girls, is now available in Spanish. You can purchase your copy through Barnes & Nobles, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. For more information, don't forget to visit erustrian.com. And now, let's give ourselves permission to think. First, let me start by wishing all the great dads out there a happy Father's Day. The job of a father is never done. Fathers matter. Fathers are game changers. Fathers get things done. Fathers are passionate about their families. Fathers always engage. And so for me, this is a very special episode because it's something that for me, the, the journey to fatherhood has been a long one. Uh, the journey to fatherhood has come with many setbacks and many trials and many shortcomings. But there are some things today that we're going to talk about that have really made a difference in my life. And I know that it has made a difference in many men out there and many fathers who each and every day, their desire is to always be on this growth mindset, committed to their families, their loved ones, and always understanding that their presence at home is what really makes the difference. It's that game changer aspect of the life of the game of life, this thing, this journey that we're all in. And so, as always, let's start by asking some simple questions. Take time to reflect on your relationship with your father. I believe that as fathers now, today, uh, who we are as men has a direct correlation to who our father was, whether he was present, whether he was absent, whether he was involved, whether he was engaged. And so in thinking about your own father, ask yourself the following four questions. Number one, what was right? Number two, what was wrong? Number three, what was missing? And number four, what are you confused about? And these four questions really focus on in, in areas, different areas of our childhood in which, whether we know it or not, they show up in our adult life, in the way we parent, in the way we approach our relationship with our spouses and our children. And we're going to return to these questions later on uh, as our own personal reflection. And so my desire today is to really encourage you and to celebrate the fathers who are involved, the fathers who are engaged, the fathers who are present at home, the fathers, the provider, the caring one, uh, the father who loves the children. Today is about celebrating all the good that fathers do in this world, in their family, in their children, in their community, in the nation. And all you need to do is to do some basic research on the impact that fathers have uh, in their children, and you will see how much your presence at home truly matters. So let's think about it for a moment. A good father is a good listener. He's patient. He's caring. A good father is a provider. A good father is disciplinarian. He's respectful. A good father is attentive. He's loving. A good father is forgiving. He's generous. He's funny. 
A good father is uh, is spontaneous. He's reliable. A good father is concerned. And so the making of a great father, I want to say to you, is that it's not overnight. It's a process. It's a journey. A desire to be a great father is one that takes great, great effort, discipline, and commitment. But when we are in this journey of becoming great fathers, we must go back and asking the questions, right? What model did we have growing up um, as fathers? Um, did we have a model? Do we have mentors currently in our lives? Do we want to be great fathers or are we satisfied with the status quo? Um, these questions are so important because these are the questions that I asked myself. These, these are the questions that I had to struggle with when, um, when my first baby girl was born um, and, and just changed my life. And, and one of the things that I remember as I was holding her um, when she, you know, was born was that I made a promise to her and, and saying to her, I will never let anything happen to you. I will always be there to protect you. I'm going to be the best dad that I can be. I'm going to always, you know, uh, be by your side. And then I realized that as she was getting older, that I couldn't protect her from those very things that I said I was going to promise her because that's life. But the one thing we can be that I could be as a father was always to be present and try to listen. So throughout this journey, uh, of fatherhood, I had to make a lot of adjustments. I had to grow a lot. I had to uh, ask for forgiveness in many mistakes that I made as a father. Um, and forgiveness, asking forgiveness for my own children. Because, you know, sometimes as, as, as a father, you, you, you make blunders. And it is important for us to teach our children that we're, we're fallible, that we make mistakes. But that building that relationship with our children is the most critical one in our lives. It matters, you know. So we're going to dive in a little deep into the things that really make uh, the difference, I think, from the good father to the great father in this journey. But overall, I don't want this to be um, a conversation or a talk about the pressure and feeling unworthy where we are. Because for me, what matters most is that we are in this continuum, this growth mindset to better ourselves. You know, um, I'll give you an example. Uh, when I started to... Um, to work out and try to lose weight and try to get fit. I, I remember I started by jogging and running and I got to the point that I was feeling really confident, really great. And I was, I had a good stride. I'm running and, I, and I'm, and, and I'm looking and, and I'm looking ahead. I'm like, man, yeah, this is great and wonderful. And then I look to my left and I see this other guy who has like this rope tied around his waist and he's like dragging this like uh, 50, 60, hundred pound tire uh, and then he has like what appears to be some sort of shoot that he that's holding him back and he is like gunning it. He is like, forget it. And thinking about what the strides that I was making as a, as a, as a man trying to get fit, I looked at somebody else and somebody was at another level. And I had the choice to say either like, oh, man, I feel completely deflated or I feel I should just give up now. Or I should look at that as a motivation to say, oh, that's possible. And so the idea of fatherhood is that we never get to the point that we feel that we arrived. We get to the point where we say, well, how can I do this better? And not from a, from, from a perspective of uh, trying to meet up or trying to measure up, but from a sense of the love and the desire that we have for our children, that we want to make sure that we are the best 
we can be for them. That even means if showing them what it means to fight for your dreams and modeling those things. If you're going to change, if you don't want to just do it for yourself, do it for your children because you owe it to them, right? And so for me, those things are very important. So that's kind of the lens that I do want to take in this conversation to say that the making of a great father is this aspect of continuum, this growth that we never remain stagnant, but that we always in the, in the, the a progression of growth. So I'm going to identify a couple of things with you that throughout research, um, throughout my personal experience, the talking to different children and my experience with children, that it has really allowed me to keen uh, on these points and also uh, share some um, caveats with you that I think it's going to really help you and celebrate you because some of you great dads are already doing this, okay? So I'm going to give you a few points, okay? And I really want you to think about these points. Now, one is commitment, two is growth, three is trust, four is protector, five is provider, six is being present, and one last caveat that I will throw in is confidence. And we're going to break these down a little bit and unpack them, okay? So the idea of first, the commitment, the commitment, who are we making a commitment? We make a commitment to ourselves first. We make a commitment that in the relationship that we entered with our spouses and with our children, it's an unwavering commitment to a strong relationship. Uh, and notice that I used the word unwavering. That means that when we make a decision to commit to a relationship, we understand that there is another person involved, another person that matters, another person who we respect and we love and we honor. That commitment is primarily to our spouse, uh, the person who you're building your life and your relationship with, listening, communicating, the commitment that we have. Our commitment to our children, a commitment to our children is the desire to be there, that they matter, that they are a priority, that they are not secondary, that the moments that we spend with them are well um, thought out and that we are, have a desire to commit to building a great relationship with them. Uh, a commitment to our family. You know, uh, many people sometimes put their job over their family. Uh, I made a decision in my life, uh, a very difficult one, that um, even if I have to make less money, but I know that I put my, my family in a great financial situation, um, that I would choose to make less money for the sake of, uh, being there for my family. And, and there, I, I got to tell you, there are moments in, in, in our home life that I realized that if I would not have been home, I would have missed a lot of great conversations. I would have missed a lot of great opportunities to speak into my children. And so what we commit ourselves to is very important to understand uh, the value of our commitment, what is sense to our children that you matter most, that you are important. And so for me to start is is this point that commitment is perhaps the foundation to everything that we need in our family and in a good, healthy relationship. Number two is growth. Um, this is perhaps the key to make the making of a great father. This continuum growth, a growth mindset by reading, by seeking mentors, by building community of men and fathers that we can encourage one another and find out, hey, what are you doing with your family that's working? Or what, what, what kind of things are you doing this summer? And or what kind of things are you really uh, involving your children? I noticed that your children, you have a great relationship. How did that work? And sometimes as men, we, we shy away from those things. I think a lot of it has to do with 
with, you know, our pride. But I think that when we really reach out and we see that other men are doing great things, it doesn't mean that you have to compare yourself. It's that you're looking at something that that person is doing in their family that you admire, perhaps a quality that they have, a trait that they have, and say, how did you build that? Did that come over you overnight or did you have to put a lot of work into it? But it's this growth mindset. And, and so this growth mindset impacts many things in your life. It impacts your relationship, not just to your family, but to everyone who comes into your life, right? So the growth is in the relationship. I want to have a healthier relationship with my wife. I want to have a healthier relationship with my children. Uh, I want to have a healthy relationship even with my in-laws, right? And so as a father, you're seeking ways to build, to grow, to create, to inspire, and to aspire to be something wonderful in your children's life. We, we grow in, in spirituality, in this element of um, seeking God for guidance. We instruct our children in the importance of understanding that we have a creator, one that loves us and cares for us, and he is the, the good father. He is the great father overall. And for me, this is what really impacted my life because um, growing up without a father, and I, I never had a father of male presence in my life, but I really... Um, took to to the Bible and to the Word of God to build and to understand that there was something that was obstructing my view of God as a good father because the one that I was supposed to have was never present. He was never there. And so I felt completely um, empty. I felt like I didn't matter. I felt like I wasn't important. Um, I felt unloved. I felt like, you know, that I was a fault for him not being present. And so there, there was a lot of growth that I had to do within my personal being to understand that, you know, as a man, I had to let that go, but I didn't want to become that person. And so I felt that my relationship with God was the one that really mattered the most, this growth. And I continue to grow because if you really, if you understand in this journey with God is that you never arrive. You're always in this element of growth. So your relationship, uh, your uh, mindset, uh, your growth in spiritual life with God, also grow in your intellect. Uh, you know, many times people um, don't really understand the importance of this, and it's, by that I means like like study, read. Because when you have conversations about your children, about things that they may not understand or things that they come in, they, they come to you as a man to say, hey, what do you have to say about this, dad? Um, I, many times I've, I've had my daughter sit with me and ask me some really, really tough questions. And, and being honest, there, there are times that I didn't know the answer to, but I said, wait a minute, I'm, I'm going to do my, my, my research and, and I'm going to come back to you. We're going to have meaningful conversation. I don't like to make things up. It makes you look like a fool and you lose credibility when you speak to things that you don't know about. So for me, it's always to be try to answer those really tough questions and if I don't have the answer for it being able to find one for them that to me it was research and I put some effort into it and the other element of growth I would say is confidence you know many times we put this pressure on ourselves to uh, try to be like mom you're not like mom mom always provides this other element that the child needs but as fathers we provide another element another perspective that the child needs and so when you put those two things together Together, as complementary that they are, they are also go hand in hand, which builds the confidence of the child. When you walk around confidences with the assurance that you know that what you're working towards is something wonderful, and then you found what you're really good at and confident in, and that's how you live your life. I'm confidently leading my family in the way that 
I know best. And meaning what? That I know that I love my children. And every decision that I make, I make it with the, um, with the knowledge that I'm building something great in their lives. So growth. Growth is very important. We grow either to, uh, by a lot of reading or finding mentors and building community around men who are committed to their families as well. Number three is trust. In your relationships with your family, with your friends, with your colleagues, it's very different than the relationship that we have with our spouse and with our children. And as, as a father, uh, it's very important to understand that raising boys is very different and unique from raising girls. Each child is an individual with a unique personality, need, temperament, and interpretation of the world. Building distrust is special and a priority. So it is important that you understand that, you know, I have two girls, so I understand that their personalities are so very different. It's like night and day. And so for me, it's important to understand that I don't parent the same way all across. I, I look at the child's personality, but I don't waver on the integrity and the standard in, in, in the way we live our life. So, you know, when, when there are rules that have been established in the house, and, and if you don't like the word rules, let's use the word guardrails, which we're going to talk a little bit about that. But it's all the way through. You know, so the, the most important thing is that as a father that uh, you don't we don't go around breaking promises to our children because what we what happens after that is that we lose credibility. If you're going to promise your children, hey, we're going to go for ice cream later and then something comes up and you say, hey, you know, uh, I'm sorry, but something will work. Or I had a friend that called me. We're going to go play ball and this, that or the other. You made a promise to your child to go get ice cream. Now, when we break that promise, our child is going to be like, well, I guess going to play ball is more important or maybe work was more important. We communicate two very different things, and that creates a conflict in our children. So it is important that whatever we commit ourselves to, to our children particularly, particularly with this element of trust, is that we don't break those promises. Breaking those promises to a child, we have to see it from the lens of the child. If for you uh, and for me is is making a promise to our children and breaking that promise is showing them like, you know what? Yeah, it's, it's not gonna happen. You know, it's not important. And, and so we lose that sense of respect and credibility for our children. And, and so we, we trust, you know, the, the, the spouse that we've been giving. I often tell people that it's very important, particularly men, I tell them it's very important to be grateful for, you know, many people say uh, they, they're grateful for the wife that they have. It's important to also identify and be grateful for the wife that you don't have. And so for me, um, it is important to establish this trust, right, that we trust our spouses, that they have the best intention for our lives, that they're going to be there. If you ever read uh, in the Bible, Proverbs 31, it gives you a perfect description of what a great spouse is, a great wife is, one that's loving, caring, has the best interest for her husband, right? The trust that we build with our children to being there and keeping our promises is very, very key as well. And the true trust ourselves that you know we understand that as men we face many temptations and many shortcomings right but is that do you trust yourself not to put in a very um tough predicament you know if you're struggling with something in your life and and, and you feel this tug that you're going to mess up or you're going to fail in something or you're going to be tempted or you just then don't put yourself in those predicaments don't put yourselves in those situations walk out of those things right and so yes it's easier said than done but i tell you the first time you do it and the second time and the third time you do it it just becomes a habit 
And, you know, that's a, that's a whole other topic that we can discuss later on. But it's important for you to understand that when you made a commitment, when I make a commitment to my family, is that they are a priority. And I'm going to do everything possible that is in my, in my control to, to establish that rapport and not try to diminish it by breaking my promises or losing trust and confidence from my children. No, uh, let's go now to number four, um, protector. What are we protecting? It is important that if, if our family is our greatest investment, that we see them as a way that our responsibility to protect and make sure that in the process of protecting our children, we don't end up hurting them. Um, recently, I had this experience with uh, my daughters who... Um, Something happened in the household that that was very, very tough for me to process. And, um, you know, to be a little vulnerable here, um, I got really, really, really upset. And in the moment, um, my emotions got the best of me because I, I, I was so angry. But I walked away. I walked away and um, I asked my wife, please just give me a second to, to compose and gather my emotions because I really do not want to speak at this very moment. And here's the thing. For me, I have to understand that uh, as, as, a, as a protector, as a person who comes in and, and tries to be there for my children, that there are things that in the effort of trying to protect, we're going to say some things that if in the moment we don't watch our emotions, we're going to say some things that are going to hurt our children. And so for that particular moment, I decided to walk away. I didn't ignore the situation, but because I love my girls so much, I decided to just wait, wait till I was able to come down from, from um, the emotion that I was having and then be able to engage my daughter uh, in a conversation so we can talk through things and ask her some meaningful questions. So it is important that um, we understand that the idea of a protector does not mean that we're going to be verbally abusive in the process of trying to protect our children from the very things that can become intrusive in their lives and things that we may not agree. It is important to have, it goes back again to that trust. And so afterwards, you know, um, after uh, you know, giving some time, uh, she had time to think. Um, she took time to even journal. She got time to um, talk through with, with mom because mom, of course, provides the other element that, you know, we are very different. And, and, I'm, and I'm glad she provides something that I don't have. But when we put it together, it's, it creates such a strong bond. And so afterwards, we came back to the conversation. I came back to this conversation with my daughter, and we spoke through it. I asked her some questions that she shared with me, and you know, we 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 prayed together and building that that relationship to say, my job as your dad is to protect you. My job as a father is to care for you and to guide you to to life's toughest moments. So make sure that in your effort in protecting your family, that we don't end up hurting our children as well. Uh, as a protector, you create guardrails to, to protect our family children from perhaps the, the intrusion of the world and the philosophies that, that, that it has. Um, we are responsible for the development uh, of nourishment to, of our children. We protect our children from predators. We protect our families from poverty, from emotional distress, from anxiety, from spiritual bankruptcy, from financial uh, bankruptcy. It is our effort, it is our call, it is our duty to be there to protect our children against any vices or anything that comes, philosophies that sometimes become um, to an extent that is so intrusive, it's in your face, and you become that compass in your children so they can know they look to you as a man to say like, okay, what is my father saying about this, right? And so it is important that we understand that our role is also as a 
protector. Let us go to number five. As a provider, we work hard. We work hard in the marketplace, and we should also work hard at home. As providers, our, 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 our work is never done. We provide financially, emotionally. We provide opportunities for dialogue and spontaneity. We provide opportunities for growth. We provide opportunities uh, for to engage with our children. So it, let's not just see it in the element of, of, of financial provision, but it's important to understand that a great father is always looking for ways to provide comfort, to provide a guide, to provide um, uh, a genuine effort into moving our families forward, providing healthy opportunities for, to engage our children and our families. And the, the next one, number six, will be uh, present, uh, being involved. Uh, asking meaningful questions. Be present at home. Be present. Be in the moment. I think many times, for me, I struggle with this because sometimes we're so concerned with the unforeseen future, with the unknown. And I know for most part of my life, I lived in the past in regret of past failures. And I got to tell you, when when you get to the point that you understand that the present is so meaningful, it is liberating to understand today is what matters most. Today is the most important day of my life. And just to share something with you, uh, I had a friend who um, a couple of years back, um, her husband passed away. And um, in, in we went out to eat and we were sharing a very special moment and remembering uh, his life and, and how much he meant to her. And one of the things that, that she said was, you know, I would take all the bad moments in life that we've had in our marriage if I can just have them for one more day. You know, and, and it puts things into perspective because sometimes in, when we're going through things, um, we, we, we have a tendency of withdrawing. We have a tendency of just um, wanting to avoid the situation. But when you really love someone, you, you really make an effort to say, I want to live in this present moment. I want to live in the now. And it makes a whole lot of difference. You know, for her, after her husband passed away, she realized how much... Um, he meant to her uh, and not to say to diminish that he didn't when he, when he was sick but it's that the absence of someone and not being present in your life and now you have to live life without that person is to understand the power of the present and the power of having someone to do life with you and to help you and to be there in your toughest moments particularly in raising your children so be present be involved you know uh, being present means we are generally interested in our children's lives and what they do uh, and being present we live in the moment we communicate that we care and we want to know this is an important aspect, right? We don't just ask questions just to get that check off, right? We ask questions because we want to know what's going on in our children's lives, particularly when they get, as they get older. You want to be asking more questions. We show up when it matters most. The most beautiful moment is when a child is playing a sport, when a child is either playing baseball or basketball or having a performance. I have seen it over and over again. When the child looks into the audience to try to find his or her parents, when they're looking for dad or mom to see who's going to show up for them. And as, as a music teacher that I've done for many years and many concerts, I have seen the face of children change on stage when they look and they wait and they wait and their father or their mother never show up. No one showed up for me, Mr. Rustrian. No one showed up for me. Show up when it matters most. 
not just to those performances, but show up when they really need you. If that means leaving your job, you have to make that decision of what matters most. But I guarantee you that God forbid the day you move on, they will find someone to replace you. And it doesn't mean that you don't have a responsibility with your boss or with your company. But it's important to understand that those moments, we never get back with our children. And that's the journey of the great father. That's the journey, the sacrifices that a great father makes to, in order to be there and present in their children's lives. And one last caveat that I will share with you is, the, I mentioned it a little bit before, and it's the confidence over unworthiness. And this idea is that sometimes we live constantly comparing ourselves to what our spouse does or what other men do or what they've been able to accomplish. Uh, the ability to choose to feel fulfilled and happy and joyful is that we understand that none of those things, none of those beautiful attributes of confidence or joy and peace are um, in any way impacted by external, should be by any external material things. You make a choice in your life to say, you know what, I choose to live a joyful life. I choose to be satisfied with and confident in what we have as a family and what I'm able to provide for my children. Quite often, we feel miserable as men because we're constantly trying to measure up. And this idea that you keep either making a mistake or falling short, you know, when you when you fall, you get up. Uh, yesterday, I was at an event that I was speaking, and, and I see this kid in, in, in his scooter, and, and you know, he's... Um, He's flying, you know, he's flying. And then all of a sudden he comes across and he falls. And, you know, he didn't even think about it. He just dusted himself off and he jumped back in and he kept going. And it, it gave me this great visual representation that sometimes, you know, we're, we're going to fall and the fall can be great. But you just dust yourself off and you keep going, developing the ability to be confident in the great work that you do, getting over those things. Don't feel that what you do, who you are is unworthy that you feel that you're measuring up. Building this confidence of a period of time is thinking about the successes that you've had, moments that have really impacted you and changed you because you are focused in where you need to go. Confidence. So uh, Dr. Mark uh, Trahan said, the level of confidence a father has in his ability to be a parent is critical, right? Because it makes a difference all, it makes all this different in the child's life. That as a, as a father, you are exuding, you, you, you are exemplifying, you are showing, you living this aspect of your confidence in who you are as a man and who you are in your family. And so many times fathers do, I repeat this again, many times fathers do beat themselves when they compare their parent to, to that of their spouses. Your spouse provides a different aspect of parenting. And I think that as a spouse, uh, ladies, if, you, if you're listening, it is important that even as men, and it sounds, might be sound strange to you, but if your husband does something well, for example, like clean the kitchen or take the garbage out, and you might say, well, you want me to reward him and acknowledge him for something like that? It starts with the simple things of saying, thank you. I really appreciate that you did that. You know, thank you for being at the dinner table and, and you share some really great points. It is important that the, the confident dad first receives that from his spouse, from the loving spouse, to say, you know, I, while I was watching you today and how you handle that situation, I want to say thank you. You did an awesome job with that. You know, you're a great dad. 
it makes a big difference. Hey, I see that you're working two jobs. I see that you're tired. You're being a great provider. I want to say thank you for doing that. You know, I see that after you, you come home and you're exhausted, that you still have the energy to spend time with the kids and do homework with them and, and take them out to play. And you know what? Uh, you're an incredible husband. Thank you for the difference that you make in this household. I appreciate it. Those words mean a lot to a man. Those words mean a world of difference. So, you know, men, let's not compare what we bring to the table with our spouses. Know that what you do makes a whole lot of difference. Find out what you do well and what your role is in the home. Build confidence by identifying all your great attributes and things you do extremely well. This will transfer over into your children. Okay, so let me go back to the question that I had asked before. Remember those four questions that I asked you at the beginning? Now, take time for yourself now. Um, Take time to reflect on your role as a father and ask yourself the following questions about your ability or where you are, I should say, as a father. What is right right now? What is right? What is wrong? What is missing And what are you confused about? When we're really asking these questions of what is right, what is wrong, what is missing, what are you confused about? We are taking time to reflect on our journey as fathers, the fatherhood journey. And think about your parenting and say, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? What is missing in my life as a father? And what am I confused about? The idea is that you're reflective, but at the same time is that you're on this growth mindset you're constantly growing so i'm going to leave you with a couple of things i'm going to leave you um with the abcs of a good dad and and um i was reading this book by dr kevin lehman author of the book be the dad she needs you to be and and he was the one who wrote the abcs of a good dad so i try to give it to you kind of quickly a authentic available b balanced c Caring, not critical. D, discipline in his own lifestyle. E, encouraging, expect the best. F, focused on long-term goals. G, a good role model. H, heart connected to his children. I, is always available. J, never prioritize job over family k knows his ducklings l an effective leader m a man not a mouse n never am i a o open to suggestions about how to become a better father p protector q allows his queen bee to do what she does best and acts as her helpmate and compliment in doing what he does best. R, focus on relationship over rules. S, steady and calm in the heat of battle. T, trustworthy. U, unconditionally loving. V, Values his presence over present. Um, W walks his own talk. Why? 
Say yes whenever he can. Z, zeal for his children. I hope that as we celebrate this very special day, I hope that as we take time to think about our journey to great fatherhood, that we also take time on the models that we've had. But I want to leave you with this last thought in our quote of the day. Because I'm a person of faith and because I love my relationship that I have with God, I have understood the one principle that he is the father to the fatherless. And for me, that has been my journey. God has been able to father me in many areas of my life that I've had great, great gaps. And he has brought great men into my life that have really impacted me. So I'm going to leave you with this quote that comes from the Bible from 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. Remember, my friends, never compromise integrity for comfort. Stay strong. Bye-bye.